0: A start on demand. on demand. Mackling and McGarry McNabb is in for Jeff Courier this week. I, I, Greg, I got to tell you, this email I got from Ian at Brett at CJOB.com. I mentioned last half hour that I have access to a Black Widow screener. That's the new Marvel movie with Scarlett Johansson. And uh, but I I could have watched it yesterday, but I can't remember my password because it's sixteen characters long. And every time I have to log in, I just basically reset my password. Uh, but I can only do it on a computer, and I don't know—I don't have a computer at home. So, Ian says, I was visiting my brother's family. My young nephew was working on the computer. I noticed the sticky on the side of his monitor and was told it was his passwords. One was Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Pluto. I asked why that one was so long. He said, that's for Disney. They said the password had to be at least four characters long. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think about that one for a second. The goofiest
1: to tie that in back with disney um password that i ever encountered was in the press box on long island at a new york islanders game wow. and of course the islanders went on a run of four consecutive stanley cup wins and the password in the press box for the wi-fi was 1970 1970- 1979 1979 80 for 80 81 82 the representing the the years that the that the Islanders won the Stanley Cup. So that was kind of cool.
0: <laughs> when were you in the Islanders press box?
1: That would have been back in 2013. Wow. When uh, Keith McCullough oh, and yeah. I went to uh, New York for our epic uh, New York uh, trip. We saw six games in uh, in five days in New York, including uh, two Jets games, one at Madison Square Garden and another at, uh, at Long Island. So... Uh, yeah, I will forever remember that password uh, at the Nassau County Coliseum, <laughs> as it was known at the time.
0: And now anybody who goes to an Islanders game has access to the Wi Fi. <laughs> That's right. Well, there you go. Help yourself. <laughs> I doubt they've changed it. Probably not. Just holding on to the glory days. <laughs> and uh, hey, speaking of glory days, the Habs are hoping to get back to that, but fans. Looking to secure tickets to a Montreal Canadiens game during the Stanley Cup final should be ready to fork over a small fortune. Only 3,500 tickets a game were available as of yesterday, dispersed through a lottery system by the hockey club among its season ticket holders.
1: Yeah, lottery turns out to be a very operative word in this story, and I want to thank uh, the folks at the Canadian Press for compiling uh, these statistics and these numbers. Ticket prices for those lucky few are $1,500 each. These are for the red premium seats. These are for games three and four. And then if there's a game six, $1,875 for a possible game six. These are the ticket prices, Brett, through the hockey club. Never mind a reseller. The cheapest seats in the upper bowl range uh the cost $600 for the first two home contests on July 2nd and 5th and then $750 for a single ticket in the upper bowl for game 6. Wow. Now some resale sites such as StubHub were already posting speculative ticket listings ranging from get this 5300 to thirty thousand, come on, six hundred seventy-two dollars a ticket, and that was just over the weekend. I saw Leah Hextall tweet out yesterday. She has seen a price as high as thirty-five thousand dollars for a single seat. So this, of course, is as the uh, as the Canadians reach the Stanley Cup final for the first time since nineteen ninety-three, a twenty-eight year Stanley Cup drought, a long. With this pandemic capped, 3,500 fans means that these cherished tickets are even harder to get than usual. And I mean, under normal circumstances, Canadians' tickets can can double or triple in price over face value. And they have an arena. Bell Centre seats 21,302 in a in a usual circumstance.
0: So amid COVID-19 concerns, Montreal Mayor Valérie Plante has also floated the idea of having large outdoor areas where fans who can't afford to get inside the Bell Centre can gather safely to watch the games on giant screens. Provincial health officials said Monday that both an increase of Bell Centre capacity as requested by the Canadians and outdoor viewing areas are under study. Quote, we are working on different scenarios for the next home games. End quote. That's from the health department in a statement.
1: So, as I was reading this article, I was wondering to myself, probably cheaper to go to Tampa Bay instead, right? Well, with these tickets in Montreal scarce, some fans are actually opting to take advantage of loosening border restrictions and travel to Tampa. Canadian press spoke to one fan in Ontario who bought two tickets to a possible winner take all game seven. That's in Tampa, Florida. He secured two seats for $938. Wow. A bargain by Bell Center Standards. No kidding. So, uh, you know when you love your team and you want to see them do something special once in a lifetime perhaps, I guess sky is the limit if you have the means. I just I I just can't even imagine some of these prices. My work.
0: What's the most you would pay? Let's say the Jets made the final.
1: Oh boy. Oh boy. So I've been a season ticket holder. So I haven't really had to, to, well, you know what, as in saying that the tickets, even for my seats up in the upper bowl, I think if the jets make the Stanley cup final are upwards of five or 600 bucks a piece, if I remember correctly, and that's, you know, just, uh, as a season ticket holder through the hockey club, if the jets were playing at home in a game seven, I would sell some stuff to be there if I couldn't get tickets otherwise. I would say game seven Stanley Cup final jets. And it doesn't matter who, if I had to five, find five grand, I'd probably do it, but not much more than that. Five grand for two tickets for two
0: tickets still. Oh man. That just seems like I, I, I don't think I could justify paying that for anything. Even like if I I don't I don't even want to spend more than a hundred bucks, <laughs> and I know most concert <laughs> tickets are probably hundred and fifty now. So, uh. well,
1: when I was in uh, back in nineteen ninety eight, I'll tell you a real quick story. Uh, my buddy John and I did a little bit of a mini um, baseball odyssey through the Midwest United States. We went to a game in Minnesota. We went to a game at Wrigley Field, and then in Chicago. And it happened to coincide with Mark McGuire's quest. To break Roger Maris's single-season home run record, so we ended up being in St. Louis the night that McGuire broke the record. We ended up with three tickets because my brother couldn't join us from Vancouver. Air Canada was on strike, so we had a six-dollar ticket. We had three six-dollar tickets. One we were prepared to sell. We actually got offered eighteen hundred U.S. dollars for all three of our tickets. We ended up selling one of them for four fifty U.S and my buddy John said we watch this game in a bar i said are you kidding me man we've come all this way well, there's no way we're not going to this game tonight and so we were fortunate enough to be in the stands when maguire broke the record and uh, yeah i mean yeah 600 bucks each or 900 bucks each whatever it would have broken down to spent that years and years ago the memory lasts a
0: lifetime Mackling and McGarry McNabb is in for courier. Today's question for the $20 gift certificate for Santa Lucia pizza. What's something dumb that's happened with your car? The inspiration for this topic. Last week, driving home from golf, the whole way home on the highway, all I can hear from one of my tires is just this awful racket. Thankfully, I was heading towards my dealership in the Waverly Auto Mall. So I stopped in to ask if they you know, had any ideas. Is this safe was my main concern. Am I, is my car going to go boom? So they grabbed uh, their big torque wrench and just did it right on the spot. Uh, they just checked the lug nuts to see if they were tight. Three of the four tires were fine, but then the front driver's side tire and the guy goes, Whoa. and uh, he gave, I think, one nut like six Pumps on this thing, and then another one, another six. Four of the five oh, nuts time. were loose. I don't know how many, how many of those, how many times you have to push those torque wrenches down to lock that thing in. But six times on four of the nuts. Whoopsie daisy. Uh, so I suppose my tire was in danger of flying off. <laughs> and this is what's dumb: is they told me to come back after 200 kilometers when I swapped out my winter tires a couple of months ago. Even dumber, this happened to me already when I put my winter tires on last year. So this has happened to me twice. Clearly, I do not listen to instructions very well. So that's my dumb story. I put myself in peril, and I thank them for saving me from my own stupidity. But hey, so the question could be anything. Maybe something Dumb broke down in your car, or you spilled coffee on yourself while you were driving, or you dropped a smoke while you were driving and couldn't get to it before it burned a hole through the seat. Or maybe a wasp flew into your car while you were driving. Like, this happened to a friend of mine years ago. He ended up crashing, and he hurt himself pretty bad. And uh, my mom once had a bunch of (laughs) moths fly into the car, if you can believe that, through the heat fence. I guess there was one year where there was this, like, forest tent caterpillar infestation, and uh, my parents' house and the entire yard was covered. So I guess the car got covered, and a bunch of them <laughs> fell into the car and cocooned, and then they... Oh my. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love that
0: word, they cocooned. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what's your story? Something dumb that's happened with your car, Two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty
3: eight. Jeff Braun, let's start with you. Well, for starters, all of those things have happened to me with the coffee, the cigarette, the wasp. I didn't crash at any of those things, but I had some weird close calls. Uh, The dumbest thing that ever happened was something that I did to the car. And this was my old Dodge Shadow back in the mid-90s when I was living in Brandon, going to school. Uh, At this time, I was taking this electronic technician course where we learned to fix small electronics and that sort of thing. And the tape deck in that Shadow was being funny so I thought oh well I'll, I'll fix it at school as a project for class kind of thing and I don't I don't know jack about cars but somehow I, I figured out how to pop the tape deck out of that thing and I fixed it up and I reinstalled it and it was the dead of winter and on a January a Friday in January my friend who lived was from Eltona who also lived in Brandon and I We set off down the highway back to Altona for the weekend after I had just put the tape deck back in the car. And what I did not realize that when I was doing all that stuff with the tape deck, I had also somehow unplugged the heater for the car. Oh, no. And Mm. about 20 minutes outside of Brandon, she turns to me and says, shouldn't your car have warmed up by now? And I said, yeah, that's really weird. And by the time we got to Portage La Prairie, we realized this car wasn't going to warm up. And we were freezing and being dumb college kids that we were. We had one pair of gloves between the two of us. So <laughs> I put on the left glove and held the steering wheel with it and sat on my right hand. And uh, she you know, sat on one of her hands and wore the other glove. And we were just a couple of popsicles by the time we had got to Altona driving for three hours in January with no heat in the car. <laughs>
0: did you eventually figure it out? Like, did you, you I, I figured to-
3: it out. I, I I think that weekend in Altona I took the car in, and I the guy's like, have you been monkeying with it? And I told him what I did, and he's like, oh, I think I know what you did, and somebody fixed it.
0: Oh, good, good. <laughs> hey, that's a great adventure story. Right on, JB. <laughs> Poitras, what about you?
2: Uh, I was delivering pizzas in the north end, uh, and so I was, uh, anyways, there were some leftover, uh, these cinnamon sticks, and they came with this chocolate sauce. Mm. And so, anyways, was left over at the end of the night. And the, and the guy who owned the place, he said, all right, take this home with you. No one's going to pick it up. So I said, okay. So, of course, I'm driving home, just you know, driving to my, my lived in North Kildonan at the time. And I'm saying, I'll get one of these things a try, you know, delicious chocolate sauce. I opened that up. I put it in a very, very bad position. Of course, uh, right on the seat. You can see where this is going. And I had to, I had to, you know, coming up, uh, had to hit the brakes a little bit uh, harder than I usually do. And then the chocolate sauce uh, went all over the seat and it went into the crevices and all the cracks (laughs) And um it, it was only like a little cup of chocolate sauce, but I'll tell you, this thing spread. It was all over the place. And like I had to clean it and then I had to I had to I had to get it all up and then the next day it was still sticky and then I cleaned it even longer. It took like 45 minutes to clean it. The next day it was still sticky. I don't know what's in what was in this <laughs> chocolate sauce, like some sort of magic uh, powder, some sort of magic sticky cocoa powder or something like that. But uh, I, I, I still think it's got a little bit of a stain. I don't know. I, I kind of just try to ignore it uh, and just move on with my life and pretend like it's not there.
0: <laughs> it's still there. Oh, man. That, <laughs> I, I'm, you probably regret that mistake still Oh, big this time, day. yeah. <laughs> Was it good at least? No, not really. Not really. <laughs>
4: it wasn't even worth
0: it. <laughs> it wasn't even worth it. <laughs> uh, uh, Mackling, what about you?
1: Oh man, uh, I'm getting uh, anxiety just thinking about this. When I moved to BC back in 1994, Kevin Bergen and I actually left Winnipeg together, Kevin Bergen, host of the main ingredient. So our goal was to drive all the way west to w- with one another, following each other. And we got to the Saskatchewan Manitoba border. We'd left uh, pretty late on a Sunday night and my car was acting up. My, well, it was my, my Toyota pickup. And I don't know what was going on, but it was starting to overheat. Well, fast forward to six o'clock in the morning, we get to Regina and my vehicle has completely overheated. There is coolant absolutely everywhere. Mm. Very long story short. I should have taken it in to see somebody before I left. I did not do that. And it ended up, you know how much I love Saskatchewan? I ended up stuck in Regina for six months days. Six (laughs) days? Six (laughs) days. It was the longest month of my life, let me tell you. And that vehicle is still in Regina. They were unable to fix it. I ended up selling it for $1,500 so that I could rent a truck to get my stuff to BC. It is one of the most embarrassing circumstances of my life. I lost thousands of dollars on that vehicle, and now I just want to roll up into a ball and go to sleep on my couch right now <laughs> as i think about this idiotic thing that i did almost 30
0: years ago but thanks for bringing it up all right you're welcome forte we'll get to your story at 7:15, and your stories as well at 204-780-6868 tell us about something dumb that's happened with your car whether it was the car's fault or your fault or whatever Tell us a story for a chance to win a $20 gift certificate for Santa Lucia Pizza. And we'll give that away just after 9 15. <music> Mackling and McGarry, McNabb is in for Jeff Courier. We're getting some great stories at 204 780 6868 on the dumb things that have happened with our car. And that could be anything, like it, whether it's the car's fault or your fault, whatever. Brandon, for example, says, I jumped into my car and remembered that I had forgotten my phone. No biggie. But unbeknownst to me, the car was in reverse and was rolling down the driveway. So I ran after my car and I was able to awkwardly stick my leg in the car and managed to hit the brake just before it went barreling down the street. Crisis averted, but not before I snapped the side mirror off on the garage door. <laughs> so forgetting oh, no. my phone ended up being a $450. Oops. Yup. And how about this from Wes? I left all my windows
1: of my truck open at a construction job site one day. I closed my windows at the end of the day and left the job site. Suddenly I was driving. A sparrow flew up into my face. I almost hit the ditch. In my surprise, my word, birds in any confined space are uh, kind of terrifying. Never mind inside your vehicle. So Wes, good on you for not crashing your car. I, I know my mom would have absolutely lost her mind. We used to get a bird every once in a while. We had a crack in our chimney back in the day and my mom would have to phone my brother, Kevin, home from school to come and get the bird out of the house. And uh, she was horrified. I couldn't imagine being in a car with my mom having that happen. So thanks for sharing that story, Wes.
0: And in our next segment, Ben has a story that is, uh, let's just say, likened to The Hurt Locker. If you've ever seen that movie, then you know what that's about. So we'll explain what that means in our next segment. But right now, we want to talk about travel. With Manitoba's test positivity rate going down and the province opening back up, many Manitobans are looking to get away.
1: Yeah, but most aren't looking to go too far, Brett. Uh, They're just talking about ditching plane tickets for local destinations. Global's Will Reimer has more on the rise of staycationing during the pandemic.
4: From resorts and hotels to local attractions and especially camping, Manitobans are finding ways to spend their summer that don't involve crossing a border. Sarah Robinson from Tourism Winnipeg says their website has a jump in users between March and May as people look to explore outdoor adventures and culinary options.
5: We saw an increase of 85% of new visitors to the page. So, you know, really trying to find I'm, I'm here in the city. What can I do? And, uh, and they were booking those hotel rooms and those vacations. So it was exciting.
4: Outside the perimeter, Heckler Resort is seeing around 95% occupancy for July and August, and Gimli Resort isn't far behind. Both are operated by Lakeview Hotels and Resorts. VP of Sales and Marketing, Jackie Storey, says phones are ringing off the hook, and there's only limited availability for two consecutive days on weekends.
6: I'm excited. I want, <laughs> I want to see people traveling again, and, and I want to travel again, so it's it's definitely, going in the right direction in my eyes.
4: (laughs) Even with rooms booking up fast, Story says there's always last-minute cancellations and there's plenty to see and do for people just wanting to visit for the day. Meantime, the province says it has taken more than 110,000 reservations for campsites so far this year. Elizabeth Ostrop is manager of Recreation and Education Services and says that's an increase of more than 41% over the same time period last year, which was already one of the busiest on record. She says you might be hard pressed to find the site you want if it's in the near future.
5: If it's for the upcoming uh, July long weekend, you'll probably still find a campsite or two for Wednesday and Thursday night, but come Friday, everything will be booked unless you happen to catch a late breaking uh, cancellation.
4: By the time the dust settles, Ostrop expects Manitobans will have broken campsite reservations again this season. Will
0: Reimer, Global News. Now, when we say that most are not looking to go too far, we know that a lot of people are looking to get out as soon as, soon as possible so they can go see family, right? We have a lot of colleagues in this building with family out of province. I know Loren's mm-hmm. very excited at the prospect of visiting family outside of the province. She's uh, eligible, I believe, on Friday to apply for her immunization card. Uh, I don't, I'm not looking to travel out of province. I just want to finally make my way to McNabby and Mackling Town, to Minidosa, to Minidosa and Nipah, uh, for something that, uh, me and a couple of friends are calling the new nine invitational. We want to go golfing in Minidosa. We want to go golfing in Nipah. We're going to stay in Nipah. We've already got it all booked for the weekend of, uh, July. Hang on a second. Is it the 19th? Yeah, pardon me, the seven, no, the 23rd, 24th, 25th. Uh, but will I be able to do that? Like, am I going to need to book four separate rooms? Am I even mm. going to be able to drive out there with these guys or do we all have to drive ourselves? Yeah, lots of rules uh, to keep in
1: mind when, when you're not traveling as a family. And so I hadn't even thought about that until I, I, I saw you have it written down here, Brett. And so some of the logistics... Uh, quite frankly, uh, my mind is spinning just hearing these stories and dealing with cancellations and waiting for this and waiting for that. I was talking to my buddy in California. He uh, goes to the Padres games on Friday nights. And so to cut down on his commute, he's been staying at a hotel close, to, like on the uh, train line. So he doesn't have to drive home. And so he can, uh, have a couple beverages. I hope he doesn't mind me sharing that on the air. But the the price for the hotel where he had been staying at the beginning of the season, the price has tripled. Oh, wow. And uh, so heading into July and August, uh, now into heavy vacation season, you know, hotels that have not been able to welcome guests for as long as they've uh, been in the situation that we're in with lockdowns and such are trying to make back some of that money. And apparently people are willing to pay for it. So you know what, Brett? I think i'm just as happy just to stay home sit around in the backyard enjoy uh enjoy my friend's backyards and, and just stay home this summer but i'm a travel i love to travel and i suspect at some point i'm gonna get the bug i just don't have it yet
0: well you probably want to head down to california to see your friend no yes yes
1: have a trip booked for november for a wedding november 12th so oh, we have
0: good. fingers crossed that we'll be able to do that Mackling and McGarry, 204-780-6868 is the number to text for a chance to win a $20 gift certificate for Santa Lucia pizza based on something dumb that's happened with your car. Whether it's in your car, with your car.
4: Forte, what's your story? Oh, mine's a classic. Everyone, well, not everyone, but I think most people have done this before, where uh you leave a can of Coke in your car in the <sighs> middle of winter, and uh, you come back to your car to find that the can of Coke is no longer in the the cup holder and that you got Coke all over your ceiling, your seats, (laughs) and you find the the busted open up can in the back seat. Went from the front cup holder all the way to the back seat. It was amazing, but uh, I, you know, had to clean it up. And I've also forgot some Skittles. Uh, they got loose in my trunk somehow in the summer and melted into, like, the, the fabric. And, oh, no. uh, Try getting that out. That, that's, that's just tons of fun. Did you? And you're a fussy
1: guy, Fortune. That must have driven you
4: nuts.
0: I know it did. Did you have the can story in the hopper? But like, have, had you seen Ben's story? No, I didn't. Okay, Greg, do you see Ben's text? I do. Okay, he says, he says,
1: last winter, I put a 12-pack of Coke cans in my car trunk, and I did not know that they actually explode if they freeze. I forgot them there, and yes, after a couple of days, I remembered them, and they had all exploded in my trunk. You can imagine the mess, and yep, it was sticky.
0: And the reason why I describe this as the Hurt Locker, because I had something similar happen when I owned a house. Uh, my girlfriend uh, had friends over in August. Uh, she worked at a bar, so her boss brought like, I don't, I don't know how many cases of pop, like 30 cases of pop. And they didn't go through nearly uh, all of it. So we just left it out on the deck in the veranda for because we had nowhere to store it so there it sat for months so of course it's now november and i also didn't know that cans of pop exploded when they got cold so i came home one day and i saw a bunch of crap all over the screens and i thought what is this and then i realized what had happened and i looked down at all the destroyed cans of coke that were still in boxes so they like blew through the the boxes and uh, it was the Hurt Locker for me as though I was in bomb disposal because some of the cans had not yet exploded, but they were about to. Like, the, the they had expanded, so the ends were no longer flat. They were round. So I'm, yeah. like, gently picking up these cans and moving them over to the garbage can, and then I would let go, and then I would hear, bang, in the garbage can. So, yeah, it was like bomb disposal with pop cans. Tell us I'm your story. There was no Instagram back then. I didn't oh, to see that. And that would have been a good story to tell. But tell us a story at 204-780-6868 and we'll continue to share them throughout the morning. Breakfast with the Bombers at 7:37. Exciting stuff for a local company getting a nice shot in the arm from the Bombers. Which means Breakfast with the Bombers, brought to you by the cooperators. Find an advisor at cooperators.ca, a better place for you. Now, a few weeks ago, we told you about a contest. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers were running along with Purilator, an opportunity to help raise the profile of one small business in our province. And the winner of that contest is with us this morning. So is Wade Miller, president and CEO of the Winnipeg Football Club.
1: We're going to build some drama here before we bring on the winner. Wade, good morning and uh tell us once again about this contest and why you decided to run it and how did you choose the winner?
7: Yeah, uh, thanks uh you know for uh highlighting this this morning. I I got to tell you it was uh really impressive to uh partner with Purelater to create the Purelater small business uh, showcase uh, spotlight and um, you know we had 93 companies in Manitoba enter which was amazing and then from there it was uh, selected down by a selection committee of uh, Blue Bomber board members and uh, selected down to the top 5 then those 5 submitted a 90 second video and then from there the committee along with uh, Purelater uh, chose the winner so that's how we got to it. Um, and you know, just an opportunity to, uh, help out Manitoba businesses and wish we could help more out. Um, you know, obviously pandemic's been tough for everybody. Uh, so it's just our way with Purelater to, uh, support, uh, one, uh, well-deserving company. So, um, you know, we look for a company that, uh, has, has adjusted and adapted during the pandemic and is also committed to the community. And the winner today is, uh, definitely meets those uh, qualifications and has such a great product. And, uh, you know, just going to take her company to uh, a new level over the next few years for sure.
0: Well, how about Wade, you do the honors and help us introduce the winner of the small business showcase.
7: Yeah. Well, I'm happy to introduce uh, cranked energy and uh, the owner and founder, Cheryl. So I'll turn it over to, uh, to you guys to, uh, you know, Um, ask the questions that you guys are much better at than I am.
1: (laughs) Sounds great. Good morning and congratulations to Cheryl Zeeland. What a terrific boost to your (laughs) already burgeoning business. Tell us about Cranked Energy Bars.
6: Oh, good morning. Thank you. Um, Cranked Energy is a fresh energy bar company. I literally started in my kitchen Six years ago as a way to feed my small family and as um, the boys have grown this company has grown and kind of exploded on the Manitoba scene and we're just at the at the cusp of going national but COVID kind of um, put a dent in those plans for us so this is a super exciting opportunity to showcase our product and our company and our team and hopefully let um, more people get out there and try the bars and know about us.
0: What are you hoping that this recognition is going to do for Cranked Energy Bars?
6: Yeah, you know, it was just a really hard year, as most small businesses felt this year, um, pivoting nonstop and whatnot. And the, the regular means that we'd have for people to get our product um, kind of were not there. We weren't able to go into stores and sample and whatnot. So this is huge for us to just be able to present our, our company name and what we do and the brand and what we stand for um, to a wider audience in the province that we love.
1: So Wade, this grand prize has a value attached to it of about fifty thousand dollars. Tell us what Cheryl's going to receive, and and why is it important that you do stuff like this?
7: Yeah, well, uh, you know, on behalf of a Peer Leader, um, you know, we will create a fifty thousand dollars corporate partnership package uh, to exactly what Cheryl talked about is to expose her brand and to expose. Uh, her product um, to you know Blue Bomber fans who who we like to say the power of the W uh, reaches way past uh, game days and it sure does um, so uh, you know very important for us to be able to commit and help our local small businesses out uh, during this time um, and this is just another way for us to do it we've uh, done other uh, projects um, you know with the with the Spice World and uh, you know different things that we've been selling in our retail store but this is a great one and, you know, a big partnership uh, that most companies just couldn't afford at this time. So, um, you know, on behalf of PureLayer and the Bombers, just so excited to work with the Cranked Energy and uh, expose that brand to our Bomber uh, fans. Cheryl,
0: I've got to admit, I, I have only tried a handful of energy bars in my time and uh i i often find they don't really taste all that great so what do you do because i'm looking at your website now and i see you've got a whole bunch of really nifty sounding flavors like ooh, cookies and cream sorry i just was scrolling through this so how do you uh how do you make an energy bar taste good but also be healthy
6: Well, believe it or not, energy bars are ridiculously hard to make. And it took me three years, 72 tries to get the formula right on our OG bar, which was the peanut butter coconut bar. Yeah, there's a stigma. Protein bars taste like chalk. They have a bad aftertaste. They're full of chemicals. They sit on the shelf for years. Ours do not. Ours have an expiry date. They're in the fridge. They're found in the fridge. You eat them quickly. They're grab and go. They're high protein. It's like a meal replacement. And there's no aftertaste. But that took a lot of work. And we've perfected our processes and whatnot. And we come up with flavors that are kind of your fun treats, Oreo, salted caramel, mini egg, the ones that, you know, you want to have the guilty pleasures, but we turn them into something super healthy and um, more of a lifestyle bar for
1: super busy lives. Cheryl, I've been watching and following uh, the beginning of this business venture. And then now to, to have you join us this morning as the winner of this is, is absolutely terrific. How can people get your product right now?
6: Um, right now we're in over 100 Manitoba retailers, most sobies and Safeways and a whole bunch. All of the locations are listed on our website under locations at www.crankedenergy.com or follow us on Instagram. We have a very active presence. We love supporting other local businesses. We post a lot of what's going on in our community and all the community stuff we're doing. And we're just so excited to include the Bombers in all of our activities now and honored that they chose us. And we love our province and, of course, our products so much.
7: All
0: right, well, Cheryl Zealand, congratulations, and uh, we look forward to. Are you are, are are you guys talking about maybe like a special edition Blue Bombers themed uh, energy bar?
6: I am always open for anything. We love creating, so that's something Wade and I'll chat about.
7: <laughs> Wade, do you have any flavor ideas? No, I don't. We don't need a special one. I mean, the, w- what they sell is uh, phenomenal already. So we'll we'll just stick with what they have, but. Those are probably too healthy for you two guys.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely! So yeah. yeah. Do you have yeah. a? Ba- can you make like a bacon one, Cheryl?
6: <laughs> uh, <laughs> we can make whatever you want, but I'm not
7: just, sure just we're going to go into Just the bacon. say no.
6: Just <laughs> say no. <Cheryl. laughs> it, it's okay. It's I mean, I'm open. I'm open, but I don't know if bacon's going to fit into our <laughs> macro profile.
7: I understand. <laughs> Cheryl
0: Zeeland. Congratulations, Cranked Energy Bars. Thank you very much, and Wade Miller. Uh, President and CEO of the Winnipeg Football Club, thank you for joining us as always. We appreciate the time.
7: Thanks, guys. Have a
0: great day. And what a great initiative uh, from the Bombers to give all these companies the profile that they got through this and then the $50,000 prize for cranked energy bars. Uh, It's just tremendous, man. And and, uh, the fact that, uh, you know, that she, I'm glad I asked her about the, the taste and whatnot because I, I, I know they're supposed to be good for you, but I honestly have never had one that I liked, so the fact that they have an expiry date and you keep them in the fridge, that uh, excites me. I've got to get my hands on these, Gmac.
1: Yeah, they're delicious, and uh, I have tried them, and they are good. I do not like... I do not like these as a rule. Kevin Bergen, uh, I know I mentioned him earlier this morning, but Main Ingredient has also been featuring Cheryl's endeavors over the years. Cheryl uh, has a connection uh, back to uh, Earl's way back in the day. So uh, another Earl's alum doing great things in, uh, in the city of Winnipeg. So it's great to see.
0: Yeah, 18 grams of protein. Per bar. So that's not too bad. Not too bad at all. And they've got the birthday cake flavor and the cookies and cream limited edition flavor, which I am zeroing in on. So I will uh, try my hand at that. 746. Sure I think
1: uh, a buffalo wing uh, flavored one would be,
0: you know, if we can't do the bacon, how about buffalo
1: chicken wing? Flavor? Oh, that's not, you like the buffalo wings? Oh, yeah, man.
0: Do you not like hot wings? No. I didn't know this about you. Oh, yeah. Just a quick sidebar on that. My dad took my sister and I to an air show. I believe it was in Fargo. And everybody was eating chicken wings around me. So I wanted to try them. And I got some. I didn't know they were hot. And I had never had hot wings. I took one bite. And I felt like uh cam in modern family where he goes to that spicy restaurant with gloria and he and he says it feels like i've eaten the sun and uh i couldn't drink enough water and i know milk is the the better solution i didn't know that either i was so mad and uh, now i'm kind of warming up a little bit to a little bit of hot sauce a little bit of hot Stuff, but yeah, for the most part, I'm a massive wimp when it comes to spicy food. So, you take the buffalo wings, I'll do some teriyaki, and uh, we'll all be happy.
1: Sounds great, brother.
0: Mackling and McGarry McNabb is in for Jeff Courier this week. Right now, we want to discuss as mentioned last half hour, the complexity of sharing a message of hope and joy about our country at a time when many are calling for the cancellation of Canada Day. First, just have a listen to this for a few seconds.
8: Oh,
9: Happy people The north of all the land of freedom
8: oh, oh.
9: If we are from far and wide we stand on God. Oh Canada, Our oh home and a desert land in God we will trust. God. Be the glory, we, we will see the rise. Oh, Canada, oh,
7: Canada, oh,
9: Canada, oh, oh Canada. Oh
0: Canada. Oh Canada it is the O Canada celebration song. It comes from Afrikanad, And I'll tell you, GMAC, I've had that song stuck in my head. On and off for a few weeks now, since our next guest shared it with us. He's a performer, he's a community advocate, he's a snappy dresser, he's an all-around fun guy. His name is Ayodele Odeyemi. But we know him better as AY De Senator. AY, good morning to you, sir. Good
9: morning. Good morning. Beautiful morning. Good morning. And uh, with a dynamic trio, I want to say welcome back to getting being normal again.
0: <laughs> yes, indeed. It is nice to see things back up and running a little bit, AY. So uh, we like to have fun with you, but we, we can't avoid the elephant of the room. So we must start there. We know you love this country. You're an immigrant. You embrace and share your culture, uh, which, for which we are grateful, while you also embrace Canadian culture. This song is a message of hope, uh, but we share it today during a rather tumultuous time in our country with many calling for the cancellation of Canada Day in the wake of the horrific and tragic discoveries at residential schools. So I guess where I wanted to start was, does this make you feel conflicted about sharing this song?
9: Uh, That is more than 100% right. I I felt um, so deeply wounded in my spirit and soul, to be frank with you, um, discovering all those um, uh, all those people that have, have had to go through, I don't know what, what I could call it, it's it, inhuman, it, it's bad. It has happened. The past, it's not just the past. We need to correct it but correcting it, we shouldn't cancel Canada Day to me. I feel we can show more solidarity by giving them a lifelong recognition. The indigenous people and the indigenous community are in mourning and we are in mourning with them. We are in solidarity with them. We are supporting uh, 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 reconciliation. We are supporting if there could be reparation, this happened to Africa, too. That, To be frank, we share almost the same thing. As an immigrant coming from Nigeria down to Canada, I see Canada as the land of hope. The waters of Canada, being the land of freedom, feel like it's conflicted now, discovering all this. But yet, it's not all bad and gloom. I can still see hope here because they are still talking about it. Back home, no one wanted to talk about it. They don't want to even share this. But Canada, they want to do the right thing. So I don't want to about people saying we should cancel it, but we can do something better.
1: AY, you, you bring up an interesting point here and one that I was really pondering whether or not we'd get around to it. And that's the fact that so many immigrants from around the world, and including Africa, share a similar history with indigenous Canadians in terms of how they've been treated in their own country either before colonialism or 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 afterwards. So this resonates with, with folks from, from different parts of the world, doesn't
9: it? Yes, you bet. It it's all about the colonial masters, you know, robbing the land, taking away the land. Seriously, we have some some bad histories. We don't want to go. If we have to uh, get on that topic, it's going to be a whole year topic. And but there's a way. Reparation should be done. There's a way. Reconciliation should be done properly. Let these people let their soul rest in peace. So that let there be a proper, uh, 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 you know, tendering of apology of making statues. Of, of making these people feel, yes, we've wronged you, we've done this. There's a better way. Canada is Canada now because it's proclaimed itself as a land of the free, the brave, you know, and we want to share the history. Every history has the bad, the good, and the ugly. The ugly side is what we are just seeing now. But still, Canada stands for, you you stand for, our, our, our love is sent for hope, and let's just grab the best side and still celebrate what we still have.
0: Our guest is Ayodele Odeyemi. We know him as AY, the Senator, and he's put together or commissioned a, a reimagined O Canada, the O Canada celebration song. The artist's name is Yemi TPX, and in the song, the word Canada is pronounced differently. It's pronounced Kanada, uh, just like Africanad is pronounced yes. differently. So why is that? Why did you decide to incorporate that into the song?
9: That still uh, resonates around history. The name Canada itself, if you to just um, do some such, you'll know it came from the word Kanata. Kanata is an indigenous um, uh, name it's from the Ural uh, records word, which means a village or you know a settlement in 1535. Two Aboriginal youth told French explorer Jacques uh, Cartier about the route to Canada which is the present Canada, Quebec. Uh, back then, and and that that is where I I, I have to uh, um, feel proud that Canadians. Are uh, people that are made up of everyone from the global world? The indigenous, African, Caribbean, every one of us made and uh, came together to make the word Canada. Uh, because Canadian, Canada, and Canada, and from Africa, we call it Canada, like in Nigeria. Canada, we, you know, those words are similar, and that is why I said we have to pronounce it. I don't want it to sound to Canadian. I want it to sound original and there you have it.
1: It's a terrific song and uh, Brett mentioned it. It's been stuck in my head also. Uh, Tell me, AY, your experience as an immigrant to Canada. I don't know if I know anyone that loves our country as much as you do and is so vocal about it. Just in a nutshell, just tell us about how you feel you've been embraced by Canada as, as someone who's come to our country uh, willingly, passionately, and from somewhere else. Just share that with us uh, in sort of 90 seconds, if you can.
9: All right, let my, my time start now. Canada to me is my newfound land. There's a place in Canada called Newfoundland. But seriously, in a I, I see Canada from my angle as the land that gives me more than just a place to stay. It's a home. It gives all immigrants a place to showcase what they have. The day I pledged my allegiance to Canada, that I was going two years now, I was carefully reading the, the word and, and the lyrics of all Canada when we were uh, singing the song, and it hit me so hard. Like, wow, this land is full of beautiful, positive things, giving you a uh, 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 room to do whatever you want to do. You have more wings to fly. Unfortunately, it's not like that back home. We have a lot of dream that goes to waste. But here, every day, they're creating room for you to fly, and they're supporting you. I wish we can do more and continue yeah. this life. Number one country in the whole world is Canada, and I love it with my whole heart.
0: Well, Ay, Senator, we love you, and we look forward to the day where we can have you back in studio. Hopefully, that will be sooner than later. Uh, if not, if for for no other reason than to see uh, you in your snappy uh, garb—you always come in in the, the, the coolest <laughs> outfits. So
9: I miss I miss them so much. Ay,
0: <laughs> thank you very much for joining us this morning. We appreciate this very much.
9: Thank you, and thank you, number one radio station CJOB.
0: Mackling and McGarry McNabb in for Jeff Courier. Just after 9.15, we're going to give away our $20 gift certificate for Santa Lucia pizza based on the dumb things that have happened with your car. I told the story earlier where I was driving the other day down the highway and one of my tires was just... Turns out four of the five lug nuts on the front driver's side tire were super loose, thanks to the dealership uh, for fixing that up for me. Uh, A lickety split. So we got some great stories at 204-780-6868, including one from Lori. Yeah,
1: and Lori's, uh, Brett, I apologize. This is one of the disadvantages of us being in separate locations. Lori's is one of a of a lengthy list of text messages that have come in over the last several minutes here about our visit with AY de Sanitar. And uh, Lori says, AY for Prime Minister. Such refreshing, honest, and positive words for a difficult conversation If all Canadians, immigrants, and all of us uh, thought as he does, imagine how much more beautiful this country would be. Thank you for having him on. He brightened my morning. And so interspersed and and interwoven with the lorries and, and texts like hers, thanking us for a wise visit. Ernie says, and this is there's no other word but crazy for this. Talk about rusted floorboards. We were discussing that earlier, Brett. Back in my teenage days, I had a 72 uh, Maverick grabber 302 uh, after Maverick. I, I'm lost. My buddy had a 72 Dodge Charger 340. He wanted to race. We were side by side going over the Disraeli freeway at about 90 kilometers per hour. We hit, I think it's a pothole or or a, or a, Ah, I don't know what a hoopty is. And I looked over just in time to see my buddy disappear from the driver's window. His seat had fallen through the floor. Ernie goes on to tell me in some back and forth that his buddy still owns this car. There is still the hole in the floor and his buddy intends to restore it at some point. So fantastic story from Ernie.
0: And this one from uh, an unnamed listener at 204-780-6868. I once drove myself over. I drove over myself with my own car while I was driving. You see, when you need to quickly exit the vehicle because you need to pee, it is important to remember that reverse is one step behind park. If you move the stick too quickly... You misjudged the distance required to get it fully to the P. When this happens, the car moves backwards and the door knocks you to the ground. The tire started to drive up my leg, so I shimmied out of the way. Once I got up, I had to chase the car down the street and jump in like Indiana Jones to stop it. I ended up being fine. Other than a large multicolored bruise on my upper thigh, there's much more to this story, but nothing I'm willing to put in writing. LOL. (laughs) LOL.
1: <laughs> Getting run over by your own car. That's a story and a half. I'll tell you, I had a starter issue at my, my notorious 72 MGB convertible that I've had for going on 36 years now. And uh, so I had to push start it for at least one summer, if not two, to, to get it going. And I was at Pola Park one day and you know, there's that loading dock sort of in behind the old Safeway store. Mm-hmm. And I thought that incline would be a good spot to try and get some speed. Only problem, there's a wall at the bottom of that ramp. Oh, no. And, uh, you know, trying to get it started and stopped all in one fluid motion (laughs) was a little bit tricky. (laughs) I managed to do it, but it wasn't a very smart decision on my part. It could have gone horribly, horribly wrong. And, uh, yeah, never uh, really looked for a device or a location like that again to get my car started. (laughs) Lesson learned, Brett.
0: If you like to work out at the gym, and, Greg, I think you said yesterday your bride was up early, stirring. Was she, in fact, on her way out to the gym?
1: I will not comment uh, because my, uh, my answer will paint her in a poor light. Uh, No, she did not go. She slept through her alarm. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) And uh, I don't know if she went today or not. I hear whiskey barking up there, so I do not have an official report on today. But I know she was intending to go today. She felt horrible about not going yesterday. So that's where that stands.
0: Oh, there's no shame in that. I saw yesterday somebody had a 6.15 time slot booked, and uh, she made it, and she said... Uh, 6.15 slot, and I made it. So right there, that's a victory. So I'm sure that's going to happen to a lot of people, right? Because the last few months, if you like to work out of the gym the gym, the last few months and much of the last 16 months might have you thinking this when you drive past a gym. Gime? What's a game?
3: Oh, a game. Gime. <laughs> One of the things
1: that are back in action in Manitoba's first phase of reopening our gyms or gyms, as Homer likes to say. And from what we can tell on social
0: media, Brett, fitness enthusiasts could not be happier. So let's check in with one such fitness enthusiast, Dino Camire, Manitoba Fitness Industry, Canada Coalition leader, owner of One Family Fitness Centre, joining us live once again. Dino, good morning to you, sir.
10: Morning, guys. Thanks for having me again. How's it Always feel? A pleasure.
0: Oh, it's a pleasure to have you, man. How's it feel to be back in the gym, man? It feels good. It feels really good, actually. Yesterday,
10: I, I, I'm standing there, you know, training a client, looking around, and the thing is, we can you, you can hear laughter, you can hear people chatting. You know, people have to be you know three meters apart; they still have their masks on, but you can see you know how happy people are just in their, their expressions and their body language and their eyes. And yeah, it's people are happy to be back. Uh, probably a lot happier than I thought they would be. But I think this time is different honestly i I feel like people think this is the you know this is for good you know we're back in the gym and people can get back into routines and feel safe and feel comfortable and and kind of get on i guess with life in general like this is one of those things where you know it's very important to a lot of manitobans to, to have this part of their life you know there's a social aspect there's that psychological there's the mental health there's all that kind of stuff that comes with you know, visiting this type of facility for an hour, you know, every every other day. So, yeah, the the members are very, very excited. And, of course, uh, owners like myself and, and our personal trainers are are very excited as well just to be back in there, you know, helping people, you know, get better every day. So,
1: Well, Dino, you touch on something, a few things there that caught my attention. And just this whole deal of getting into a routine, it's so hard for so many of us in the first place. And for most of your... Your customers, your clients, uh, your your workout family. I don't know if you, you think of it that way. I'm guessing that you just might do that. Uh, there has been so much effort put into getting to that space in life where this is important to you, and you've carved out that time. We know so many of us struggle with that idea, and then to have that interrupted into have it interrupted for a length of time where it might force you to restart and recreate that habit. It, it, it's got another measure of difficulty for some, doesn't it?
10: Yeah, for sure. I've, uh, there's, uh, of course, some, some hesitancy to get back in. Will I get another, you know, will there be another lockdown or will we be closed again and I have to be on my own? Like, those are all questions that go through people's heads. But, you know, we, we did a lot of uh, uh, reaching out during the breaks and stuff to try to keep people motivated. Some people wanted to do online some people want us to do outdoor other people just you know couldn't be bothered it's just too hard to do it at home I know you know I'm a business owner uh, multiple businesses I live out in the country here but there's no chance I'm working out at home you know I have to get into a place where it's out of my routine away from my three kids like all that kind of stuff so I think a lot of people are the same a gym exists for a reason even though you know the Manitoba government stressed it was you know you can work out at home so just do that well if that was the case I don't think our industry would exist you know there's a reason why people have to carve an hour out of their day to go somewhere else away from their family away from their spouses away from their jobs you know to, to work on themselves because that's what exercise is it's it's bettering yourself your 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 body as well as your your mind so Again, I think a lot of people, you know, might have might be hesitant or might, you know, not know where to start. But lucky for them, you know, every business every fitness business does have professionals in it that can help you. I'm sure a lot can can offer you something free to get started or, or whatever it takes to kind of get you back on track. But, you know, our trainers are booking up quick because people know that they need somebody else now, especially being alone for so long, you know, months at a time. Uh, people are craving that connection, craving the expert to tell them what to do, when to do it, how to do it, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, there's there's opportunities there for people to do things they've never done before. Maybe this is the time you get that personal trainer. Maybe this is the time you join that spin class or that group fitness class or that running group or, or the rock climbing uh, group or whatever it is. Like, take that step because, you know, it, the best thing you can do is start now, right? Like,
0: so... Dino, I wanted to ask you about this, and I will preface this by acknowledging that this is uh, from a vocal minority in the fitness community. But uh, we referenced yesterday that uh, I recently saw on social media, I think it was late last week, but what appeared to be a flagrant disregard of the public health order, it was this backyard boot camp of what looks to have been maybe 30 people in this person's backyard Uh, engaging in this fitness challenge and you know I've seen several examples of this kind of disregard for the health orders from some people in the fitness community again we stress some Uh, we know I know it's a small minority but I I wanted to ask you about it I wanted to know what your reaction is uh, to this kind of thing that's been going on.
10: Well, you know, there's always going to be people that have to go against, you know, against the grain, and that's their choice. Again, as an industry council, we don't support going against, you know, the the public health orders that are there for a reason. But again, for a lot of people, it's been a year and a half, you know, we're stressed, we're tired, we don't know what to do. I think these people that are doing these are just very helpless, you know, they feel lost, they feel alone. And maybe they don't have the network that other people have, so they're lashing out, you know. Maybe they feel weak. Maybe they feel, you know, like they're struggling. So, you know, I ask those people to reach out for help. You know, there's there's lots of people out there that can help them. And um uh, again, there's been arbitrary nature to a lot of these rules. You know, it's hard for me as a as a business owner to be sitting there uh you know, outside while other businesses can have, you know, fifty people in the parking lot, you know, ordering food, right? So again, there's different uh natures of the orders that again couldn't be addressed or, or w- wouldn't be addressed. And there wasn't a uniformity across the board. And unfortunately, you know, even though we've been through three waves and they've had opportunities to kind of make consistent orders that make sense to everyone, they just couldn't do that or they didn't see that as a priority. So again, it's frustrating to see that people do the, do that and they, and they go against, uh, you know, the public health orders and, uh, there's not much we can do about that now, but now going forward, I hope that people do what it takes to get things back to normal. You know, we I p- applaud the Manitobans that are getting out and getting vaccinated and doing what they can to, to you know, protect others because uh, that's what this is. This is altruism. This is people going out of their way. You know, it's not easy to go out and, you know, take a couple hours to get vaccinated or, or do what you got to do, but you're doing that for other people, not just for yourself. So I applaud Manitobans for the, that. And that's why we were able to open ahead of time because, I think the vast majority of Manitobans want this to be over, and they know what they need to do, and they're stepping up to the plate, and it's a very small minority that maybe this is their time to shine, right? Those people that are going against the grain, you know, and once this is over, then they'll fade into obscurity. So, um, again, who knows, but uh, we're ecstatic as an industry to be able to help Manitobans again, and that's why we're here.
1: Yeah, so many people depending on, as you say, that camaraderie, that sense of not only belonging, but that sense of structure and scheduling. Dino, thanks for what yeah. you do. We appreciate you trying to find all sides here and to to share your yeah, thoughts on this. And we'll, we'll keep in touch with you. Hopefully this is sort of the last time we have to talk about reopening. We can just talk about opening more as we make our exactly. way through the next uh, weeks or so. Thanks for this. You got it, man.
0: Appreciate it. Thanks. Dino Camire, Manitoba Fitness Industry Canada Coalition leader and owner of one family fitness center. Man, I I his energy, see this is the great thing about fitness people, G Mac. His energy makes me want to get back to the gym because I percent I yeah, just be- I feel like I need to, uh, I
1: want to pump you up. It, it's infectious and being around people that are like-minded and have the same goals. There's that social side, psychological side, but also that that goal forming and achievement, doing it together. But there's something very, very powerful about that.
0: Let us know what you think. Two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. Are you? Have you gotten back to the gym yet? Is the gym something that you missed? I know a lot of people. It, it was like it was priority one. Was getting back to the gym. Mackling and McGarry, McNabb is in for Jeff Courier. We've been asking you this morning to tell us about something dumb that happened with your car at 204-780-6868. $20 gift card for a Santa Lucia pizza on the line. And the deliberations came down to the wire so much to the point where GMAC had to flip a coin, a Vegas Golden Knights coin, by the way. He sent me a video of him flipping this coin. Uh, it, it looked like a nice coin. I, if you, He said, don't ask me why. I, I am curious why, but not in a bad way. It's, it's a nice piece of paraphernalia, Greg. But we have our winner. Nicole is the runner-up. So... How about I read Nicole's story and then you read the winning story? Sounds great. All right. Let's do it. Nicole says, One year, my husband and I were volunteering at a Christmas party for lower-income families. We had rented the giant juice jug from McDonald's. You know, the one with the famous orange drink? We put the jug in our van and drove to the event. After the event was done, we placed the filled juice jug, it was still almost full, back into our van, and we were ready to return it to McDonald's. As we were in traffic, I had to slam on the brakes. All of a sudden, I hear a swoosh and the juice jug had fallen over in my van and there was orange sticky juice flooding the floor of my van from the back of the van to the front. It was December and I knew that as soon as I turned off my van, it would all freeze. So I had to take it to a car wash to vacuum out all the carpets. It was a disaster.
1: That famous McDonald's orange drink that they used to bring to school on Hamburger Day. (laughs) I wonder, I I still wonder exactly what the flavor was supposed to be. It just, orange, it didn't taste like orange juice. It tasted like the color. But we got to
0: get moving here. Ernie is our winner. What did Ernie have to say?
1: We were talking about rusted floorboards. And back in my teenage days, I had a 72 Maverick. My buddy had a 72 Dodge Charger. We wanted to race. We were side by side going over the Disraeli Freeway about 90 kilometers per hour. We hit some sort of hill or hoop dee. Still don't know what that is. I looked over just in time to see my buddy disappear from the driver's window. His seat had fallen through the floor. What's really funny? 40 years later, he still owns that charger, swears he's going to restore it. <laughs> and guess what? The hole remains in the floor. <laughs> Ernie, congratulations, Hike, for sharing that story. Uh please tell me what a hoopty is. I I, I need to know. He
0: did. He, he he identified a hoopty as a hump in the road. And he oh, says. He says that makes your girlfriend yell, <laughs> used to be big. I guess this is something that used to be a thing. Used to be big enough to grab some air if you were going fast enough. A hooptie, by the way, is also described, apparently by law enforcement, as a decrepit old automobile. Ernie, congratulations! You win the $20 gift card for Santa Pizza. Jackling and McGarry McNabb is in for Jeff Courier. We're going to hear from Loren McNabb in our next segment. And before we introduce our next guest, we just want to read one more story about dumb things that happened in cars. And this story comes from somebody who was not able to text us, no cell phone handy with which to shoot a text message. So they emailed Global News Winnipeg, <laughs> and, uh, and it was eventually forwarded to us by... The one, the only, Gabby, Gabrielle Marchand from Global News Morning. So what does Cindy Lynn have for us, Greg?
1: Well, first of all, Cindy Lynn, thanks so much. And thanks to all of you. Brett and I were commenting back and forth on our text message. Just how empowering, how humbling it is that you send these stories like you do. And you share so much of yourselves with us us by text. And Cindy Lynn, as Brett mentioned, didn't have the ability to text and she found a way to email this story to us. So thank you to her. Thank you to everyone who shares these stories. And so this was a winter in the late 1970s and I got up to go to work downtown, but I had to drive as I live out of town. My then boyfriend and I owned, listen to this car, a 1968 Lincoln Continental Beauty. that drove like a dream. For some reason he decided to install A manual choke at one point. I was referencing manual choke earlier this morning. I still have no idea what purpose this served. I eventually learned when to push or pull the choke, but it took some time getting used to. I left for work and all was going well until I turned onto the highway. I cannot recall for the life of me whether I pushed or pulled the choke, but I can tell you this. This massive vehicle spun out several times and ended up on the opposite side of the highway, (laughs) facing the opposite way in the ditch. I was in shock when a good Samaritan helped me out of the car and drove me back home. Needless to say, I crawled back into bed, called into work, and let them know I hit the ditch and would not be in to work that day, neither the boat, the Lincoln Continental, nor I were injured. Honestly, it was like something out of a Road Runner and wily e. Coyote cartoon now that I think about it. Meep, meep. Thanks so much, Cindy Lynn. What an extraordinary story and extraordinary lengths to get it to us.
0: Question of the day at cjob.com for Mr. Furnace. Don't call them first. You'll see why. I call Mr. Furnace at 204-832-6243. Business is booming for staycations in Manitoba. What are your travel plans for the summer? Just looking at the results on Twitter at 680CJOB, we've got 21% heading out of province, 38% staying home, and 41% staycation. And we have a great little vacation slash staycation idea for you now in the Winnipeg Beach area. Something I saw just last week for the first time, it blew me away. A friend of mine went and stayed there for her birthday. The videos and pics had my jaw on the floor. She wrote, quote... When my friend told me she was renovating a beachside hotel, I knew immediately I wanted to book a birthday staycation. And yes, that's a bottle of Rosé in the bike basket, Greg. Well, it's very fitting. It's called the
1: Rosé Beach House and is described as a retro chic motel located right on the lake at 6 Main Street in Winnipeg Beach. The owner is Liz Crawford. Liz joins us now. Good morning, Liz. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Well, this, first of all, I haven't seen the hotel. I can only go based on the website. It shows as an immaculate, absolutely incredible transformation. So congratulations. And two quick things. Now, I love this. Uh, Brett referenced the the bottle of rosé in the bike basket, and that's uh, Yes Way Rosé, I suspect.
8: (laughs) Yes, it is. Yes Way Rosé. We, we absolutely love that brand. And the reps, John O'Hara have
1: is fabulous. So, yeah. That's outstanding. And have you not been watching Island O'Brien? What on earth would have you <laughs> taking on a project like this? You know what? Honestly, it's so funny. I haven't watched it. Nor have I watched Motel
8: Makeover or any of those shows. Although I feel like this experience could have made a fabulous show just the last three months. <laughs> But, um, you know, honestly, we, like a lot of other small businesses, had to really sort of shift our thinking over the last couple of years and pivot. We were kind of looking for other opportunities as the world has definitely changed. And one of the things that we really know and understand is, you know, fashion and lifestyle and events. And this opportunity came up because my daughter, who is in a sorority at Western, was at this virtual event and there were some women there that are former alumni who started a motel uh, motel chain in Ontario and she got off the phone or the computer and came out and said mom like these girls are just like you and your girls at Swish like you guys could do something really cool in sort of the hospitality or lifestyle arena and I thought "Mm, that's fun so honestly I went on Kijiji Googled. Manitoba, beach, motels, so on and so forth, and this popped up. (laughs) There was no great thought.
0: (laughs) He just jumped in.
8: (laughs) (laughs) Like the crazy people we must be. (laughs) So Yeah, no, we we drove out, and the couple that owned it previously were just so nice, and they were catering mostly to ice fishermen. And I had never been to Winnipeg Beach, but I absolutely loved it. It has this really cool nostalgia nostalgic kind of vibe, and we all are huge fans of California and uh, spend a lot of time there. We thought this could be really chic and fun to do.
0: Now, before we ask you about taking the plunge, just to to clarify, you mentioned as a small business owner, you had to pivot. So what was the the primary job uh, before in in the before times, as we like to say?
8: (laughs) Well, I also own Swish Model Management and um, Swish Marketing. So, my team are incredible grace and megan and reina they have a huge background in you know um social media and marketing and fashion and lifestyle so i came well prepared to be able to do a project like this
1: (laughs) well you know your first of all your energy is infectious liz so thank you for that and i'm looking once again (laughs) at the pictures and so i'm just curious Um, this whole trend of boutique hotels, motels, retro motels. Mm -hmm. Did you watch Schitt's Creek at all the Rosebud (laughs) motel? Because that's the culmination of the story is that basically (laughs) that's what they're going to do is to take on and create this chain of retro motels. Are you trying to tell me this has become a genuine thing elsewhere?
8: It absolutely has. In fact, it's really popular. And I didn't actually know this until I actually never watched Fitz Creek until after I bought the motel. Now, of course, with my friends, I'm Moira. But um, this is something that I have now discovered is really uh, happening and trending. There's a lot of really cool motel makeovers like this in the southern states. So, again, when we bought it, we didn't know that. But as we've looked into it, we've realized this is actually – we certainly didn't pioneer the idea, but it is definitely something that is trending. People, I think, like that experience. And I know with our guests in the last week, I and mean, we've just been so overwhelmed with the response. Um, they love, you know, coming out of their rooms, and we have, we've put little bistro tables out now, and they're having coffee. They're, they're socializing with one another, and then going to the beach, and it's just – such a different vibe than, you know, going into a big hotel, which I also really appreciate and love, but this is definitely different.
0: So that when it came to taking that plunge, you got the idea, and then just away you went. Was it tough to to actually pull the trigger given, you know, just how uncertain everything has been for the last little while?
8: I think, you know, I don't know if we had time to give it that much thought. And again, I think... I have this incredible team i mean some of my best memories and we did a lot of the work i mean those girls so one of my staff megan waller is the last winner of canada's next top model so imagine megan pulling up in a truck with a sledgehammer she borrowed for her dad and ready to take down walls i mean these girls we got this we can do this i mean my gracie pulled out all the flooring and carpeting to prep for the flooring guides herself just to get this going on time so I don't know that we had time to be scared. I think we kind of just went into it with like our hands over our eyes and both feet in, you know?
1: So what are the names? Like you've got the Lorraine suite, the Natasha suite, the Grace suite, yeah. the Julianne suite. There's gotta be a story there. And uh, based on your story telling abilities, uh, we will ask you to maybe give us a rundown really quick on, on one or two of these. <laughs>
8: Well, I think um, you know. Here's here's my theory on it. Men name boats, so I'm gonna name rooms after women I love. And so the Natasha is my daughter, the Grace is my niece, the Julianne and the Lorraine are my sisters, and the Ashley was um, one of our staff that uh, we absolutely all love and adore that passed suddenly, and we just she was just fabulous, and we loved her so much. We decided to put her right in the middle. So the suites all have a lot of meaning oh. to me. And they all are a little bit different and reminiscent of the women that I adore. Is
0: this uh, a no boys allowed kind of place?
8: No, we definitely welcome the gentlemen. Even though it's a little bit girly. I don't know how our ice fishermen are going (laughs) to (laughs) feel. Well, that's
0: because that was my first impression. I thought, okay, clearly the Target demo is... Female, but it looks like a wonderful little place. Like if I ever decide I need to just get away, I like Winnipeg Beach. Salties is right down the block. There's exactly, a, uh, and it looks like a really nice spot. And by the way, I should also point out, I uh, one of my buddies who grew, uh, had a cabin in the Sandy Hook region, so he's very familiar with that. He says, "Wow, they did a great job with that old building." Oh.
8: So nice to hear. You know what? We welcome everybody, and we love it when we see couples check in. and we've had lots of couples check in. We haven't had any guy getaways yet. like I said we're we're trying to market the winter as the Rose chalet and hoping to get some of our fishermen back. But, you know, we understand the pink doors might be a thing.
0: well, it's <laughs> it, 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 actually mackling. It seems like as a single guy, this could be a really good place for me to meet somebody. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, if I had it to do all over again, I would be maybe renting this on a regular basis, maybe every other weekend. <laughs> I, I think I think you've got to play here, McGarry.
8: <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. You guys just came up with our next marketing hug. <laughs>
0: um, and by the way, just before we let you go then as well, I know you've got bikes that you can rent to that you call the Rosé Rides, and that looks super fun. Yes. Take a ride down the boardwalk. But do the sweets. Come with a bottle of rose. Uh,
8: we have been doing that. We try to leave little special things for everyone. So as I know that we have guests checking in with kids, they might get something for the kids. Or we just really want to make this an experience and make this special for whoever is checking in.
0: The RoseBeachHouse.com is the website. You can also find them on social media and see the pictures. What w- like what was actual opening day? It was just recently, right?
8: It was last week on Wednesday or Tuesday. We went live with the website and we sold out in 30 hours until mid-September.
1: Come on! (laughs) What?
8: You mean I can't even go there right now? (laughs) We might. You might know a girl. We might be able to hook you up. We'll figure something out.
1: That's incredible. Good for you, Liz. This is. This is what a wonderful story this is.
8: We're so grateful and so excited and just so grateful.
0: Liz Crawford, this is wonderful. What a great little success story. And I look forward to seeing it in person one day. Thank you so much for joining us today. This has been fun. Thank you for having me. The Rose Beach House in Winnipeg Beach. Check it out. The website again, the rosebeachhouse.com. It looks wonderful. But uh, if you want to book past mid-September, you better get on it now. Wow, Mackling, I was not expecting her to say that
1: me neither uh you know what that story was full of surprises for me uh, it's got me thinking
0: <laughs> i want my own motel now <laughs> oh yes that's right mackling's always looking for new entrepreneurial <laughs> ideas whereas brett just sits here and goes oh yeah people are come up with great ideas i never try to come up with my own Mackling and McGarry McNabb is in for Courier. She joins us now on the start. And Loren, you told us yesterday you dropped the bombshell. You finally (laughs) stained the deck.
5: Woo! She's done. Does she look good? Is it going to work for the whole summer? Probably not. Will I get to this weekend without scuffs and scrapes? Didn't even get to Saturday afternoon. But guys, it was done Friday. Yes. And I, you know, that's why I have a deck carpet. I cover up those problems. Why did
0: you do it? I I was enjoying like the the (laughs) the level of commitment to your procrastination on that.
5: You know, you know, I was gonna double down and say until the Canadians win the cup or something like that, just to just to buy me, you know, five or eight or ten more days. But we were, you know, you're making plans for the summer and you're thinking about having people over. And every time I stepped out there, it just made me angry to see all the scrapes and peeling. Stain and whatnot. So Friday, I got it all done in one shot. It was a perfect day for it. It was overcast. It wasn't too hot. The stain had a chance to—I don't know—meld into the wood before it peeled off in one section. But whatever, it's done. I'm proud of you. Am I allowed to say this, Lorraine? I'm very proud of you. Thank you. It was a big deal for me. It's like over. So it's like it's like now I don't want to do anything else. Like there's so many other things that need to be done, Mm -hmm. and I will just be like, yeah the deck stain what more do you want from me in the summer of 2021
0: well you'll probably need to do it in a couple years anyway Oh, a couple
5: years are you kidding I'm sorry somebody needs to tell me like when I walk into the hardware store and they say you know you need to switch to this brand because and I always say unless you're telling me that this is going to buy me x number of years I just don't feel like the brand or how I do it. I've done all manners of things, like where you sand it right down. I pressure washed it. I've used that formula, that stuff that comes in the carton that helps you wash it. And that's supposed to, I don't even know what it does. None of it makes a difference. If it makes it to July 10th without looking disastrous, I call that a win.
1: Loren, <laughs> I hate to do this to you, but what's next? So now that you've got that chore done, what's next? What are you gonna? When are you going to do fill in the blank?
5: Oh, I've got to do the laundry room. It needs to be drywalled and painted.
1: Oh. Yeah, that's a winter project. Don't it's been like that for 10 that, years,
5: so no. don't worry. I'm not too – like, every time I go in there, I, like, pull, I pull the laundry out while I squint, you know, like just so I can't really see the walls. I'm oh, like, yeah, yeah it, looks, it looks like it's painted in the dark so you can't really tell. So yes. And you know, when we talk about what we're going to get done this summer, you guys were talking about staycations earlier this morning. And I know it's your question of the day. So uh, as I fill in for Jeff this week, we're going to talk at 1015 about people who are looking to leave Manitoba. So what do you need to consider? Are there any deals to be had when it comes to travel? And is your vaccine going to get you there? The European Union is still talking about what vaccines it might find acceptable. What other countries are looking about the vaccine passport and then uh we're going to talk a bit about the end of the school year well summer is starting kids are already asking questions though about the fall what will fall look like for school so what do we need to consider when it comes to vaccines are masks still going to be part of the equation i I barely got through today with enough masks quite frankly i don't even know who's they're wearing to school this morning (laughs) could be mooses loren
0: McNabb is in for jeff courier from 10 until 12 jeff forte greg mackling have yourself a good day